the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon on this uh, beautiful, sunny Wednesday, folks. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Right now, it is 12.06. You're listening to The John DePietro Show weekdays, folks. As you heard last hour, uh, talking about the situation with Black Lives Matter and also Dan McGowan of The Globe. But we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is to Petro.com. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you. What a great day to head over to Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Take a ride. People come from all over Rhode Island, Massachusetts and Connecticut. Fully stocked, tropical plants, hibiscus bushes, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs. Good afternoon. Debbie's a, a faithful listener. Mulch, loom, and stone. It's PR, landscape materials, and garden center. Make your property beautiful. They're open seven days a week, and they are going to be jamming this Memorial Day weekend. Stop it and see them right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, there's a lot of items on the website. You hear me mention DePetro.com. We had some record numbers over the course of the weekend. We broke the story regarding the brawls and fights down at the beaches. That's a very volatile situation. And it's not going to get any better, by the way. If anything, I think it could start to get worse. Uh, The police in Narragansett um, I spoke with one yesterday. They're very skittish. And this comes down to race. They're afraid. So they have no problem. Narragansett police. They have no problem going in to a house in Gansett where there are, let's just say, you know, 15 white URI students with a keg. They have no problem. Boom, go in, lift in the keg, write them up. Sarah, do it like that. No problem. However, you get some people along the seawall near the Coast Guard, disturbing the peace, making hours to noise till all hours of the night, total noise disturbance. Um, but if, in fact, they say, hey, we're just here discussing George Floyd, we're here discussing Black Lives Matter, we're beating on a drum till two o'clock in the morning. You know what? They don't have to get up the next morning because they're all getting unemployment for the summer. The police don't stop there. And you know the incident, there was a gang that was down there. They like laughed off the police officer threw a bottle of whiskey at his car. You know, the police have got to start to be the police again. Enough of this. You're not social workers. And we back the blue. We do support the police. But you can see some of the stories on the website, petro.com. Don't forget, petro.com, which is brought to you by Gilmore Furniture. Listen, stop in and see my friend Steve, 1590 Post Road in Warwick. Everyday low prices, better than the big box stores. How about a new recliner? That makes it, anytime you go in someone's home, if there's a recliner, there's someone in it. Or a new sofa or a dinette set or maybe a new mattress. Stop in and see them. Gilmore Furniture, one mile north of TF Green Airport of Hillsgrove, 1590 Post Road in Warwick. You can call Steve at 737-0100, but pop in and see him. Now, folks, if you visit the website, depetro.com, we have a number of different uh, stories up. Again, no one else. How about Congressman Cicilline going after Marjorie Taylor Greene and saying she's a sick person? You know, he has been silent as with all the anti-Semitic talk coming out of Black Lives Matter. He has been silent 
with all the anti-Semitic violence. Cicilline has turned on Israel because Israel identified President Trump as an ally. And now he goes after that Marjorie Taylor Greene. All right, she could have said things a little bit better. But if you want to talk about sick people, I don't know if he should be throwing rocks. Another story, top of the website, tobeatro.com. How about the latest now? Alorza blames the gang shootings on people being hungry. Now, I've seen some of the gang members. Uh, they're not missing any meals, I'll tell you that much. So you have he refers to the gang shooting on Carolina Avenue. It'll be two weeks from, from tomorrow night as the incident. And then says, well, the problem, the reason there was a shooting is because of the school's Hunger and also lack of affordable housing. No, it's not. It's the drug trade. It's their criminals. They're gangbangers. That's the problem with it. But you can see it, folks. There's his letter right there. Someone said, uh, another member of the media, a TV person said, uh, you're exaggerating. What do you mean I'm exaggerating? His letter is right there in bank- blanking black and white. And then how about one of the kids? Notice what color. He's white. Banned for life from the beach in Narragansett. Banned for life. Would they do that if he had on a BLM shirt? And then you see some of the other videos as well. All right. Well, last night, I want to give her credit. We're going to get her on right now. Um, They have now introduced where I'll tell you where the next step of this is going to be. And that is going to be that they are going to start to have members of Black Lives Matter. Uh, each school will be required to hire someone, and and then they'll they also want to have them go in to the classroom, and they'll be teaching the kids about history, and and I am just so happy that someone that did speak up, who we're going to speak to right now, and that's our friend Representative Patricia Morgan, who was saying like, what is this? Why do we have to have the words Black Lives Matter? Uh, why does that have to be included in the legislation for that? It doesn't make any sense. And we're going to, um, oh, I know we're going to talk to her. Um, coming up in just a moment. I don't think she recognizes the, um, let me, all right, folks, bear with me. Why don't I just mention, remind you, if you're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 272 3340-272-3340 West Fountain Auto Body. Give them a call. They'll repair. Uh, they will repair your vehicle. Showroom-like condition. Folks, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today. 272-3340. 272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. All right, let me try her um again. Again, we um Want to get on Representative Patricia Morgan, but there she is. All right, folks, joining us right now, and this is what leader uh, a leader is, and it's our friend Representative Patricia Morgan. Good afternoon, Rep. Morgan. Good afternoon, John. Repres- Representative Morgan, I want to thank you on behalf of the people of Rhode Island for showing leadership. You stood up. Suddenly, other people started to get this whole thing. Uh, the fact that they have to put the words Black Lives Matter into what is already a civics lesson on the books. And it even took Charlene Lima saying, no, let's hear this out. The other Republicans came around. But make no mistake about this. This is political correctness, wokeness, run amok, where the next move is going to be 
that Black Lives Matter, I've already talked to one member, they're going to demand that members of Black Lives Matter be hired in the school districts to start teaching history to the Rhode Island students. But take us through what happened yesterday. Well, uh, there was a bill put in by Chairwoman Williams um, that would mandate that African-American history be taught in our schools. Um, which, you know, I, I honestly, I agree with that. Right. Um, I think it should be taught. It is an important part of our history. Um, and, you know, it, it has a great weight in our present, our present day life. So I agree that that should be taught. But I also think that we have such a, we have so many nationalities that have come to Rhode Island. Yep. Each of them is important to our culture. And we should have an appreciation of their histories and their heritage yes. and what they contribute. Right. So I put in, it's really, it's about 70 different nationalities of just everybody. Um, the, you know, Italian-Americans, Irish-Americans, Portuguese-Americans, uh, Caribbean-Americans, uh, Chinese-Americans, Southeast Asian-Americans. You just go on and on and on. Indian-Americans, um, Jewish-Americans. Like one of the things is their their nationality or their ethnicity is at the beginning, but what's at the end of each of those Americans? Yes. And right. Rep. Morgan, so, he, here's the thing: I want you to touch on the fact that and, and Rep. Mor- uh, Representative Anastasia Anastasia Williams was saying, "So what? You know, Black Lives Matter." Well, the the fact is, number one, there already is a civics bill that I believe exists, but number two, let's make no mistake about it: Black Lives Matter has morphed into, it's a political organization. It's all, someone said most of the time, no, it's all Democrat. It's progressive Democrats. They have a political pact. They endorse and give money to different candidates. They, they, they are a political organization. It's not just they a matter, that's what that is. Political organization. Yes. Absolutely, you have it exactly right, John. It is a partisan political organization. And they have, they have demands they give out money to candidates. Yes. Um, and and their demands are not anything that I can agree with, quite frankly. No. They want to defund the police. They are anti-Semitic. I mean, there's, there's things that I absolutely disagree with. And we should not be memorializing them in our state law. And that's what this does. You know, and I give you credit again, folks, who speak with Representative Patricia Morgan. And Rep. Morgan, it sounds like... That Charlene Lima was really the one that said, no, wait a minute, let's talk about this. Let's hear this out. Uh, You know, there hasn't been a lot of talk. And then it sounds like other Republicans stepped up and did what they're supposed to do, which is represent us up there and suddenly realized, hey, wait a minute, Representative Morgan is right on this issue. Well, I really want to thank uh, Representative Lima. Yes. Um, You know, I just think, yeah, she just stood up for the right of people not only need to speak but for others to hear right good point um right uh, the 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 freedom of speech is also the freedom to hear to hear somebody else's opinion so i mean i think you know she stepped outside of the democrat leadership i I know they didn't want me to talk that's why they went through all these procedural um hopes and things but I, i really think that the people of her district should thank her because she showed, you know, real respect for the fact that people should hear other people's opinions. And folks, again, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan. And Rep. Morgan, you know, what what seems lost 
on certain people up there, and they're so, you know, tepid when it comes to trying to address anything that says Black Lives Matter. I'll also call out, I mean, I, I've been vocal on this. The Rhode Island Republican Party, I think, this is not you, it's the party itself. I think they have failed. They're clearly intimidated. Uh, they're afraid. But last week, anyone that pays attention to the national media, whether it's the Washington Post, the New York Times, last week. Week was a defining moment in the quote the movement of Black Lives Matter because they jumped on board in an international dispute with the Palestinians against Israel. So this is no longer just you know for someone to say no. What we're saying is Black Lives Matter. It's it's going so beyond that. That's almost a conversation from from over a year ago. This is now a very dominant, powerful political force recruiting candidates raising money, giving out money. It's no longer a just a thought anymore. And and no one no. I've yet to meet anyone that would say they're gonna disagree with that statement, by the way. I mean it's so preposterous when you think about it. But but you raised a very good point. We are we are elevating them to to a very dangerous level for someone that this is no longer a concept. This is a they powerful partisan organization. Law. Yes. Yeah. They are going to be in state law how you know i i saw the destruction this summer i just they are not the civil rights movement all of us really agree with the civil rights movement with martin luther king with his dream of judging people by their character i don't think there's a person that i know that doesn't agree with that but that's not black lives matter it is a partisan political organization it is not the civil rights movement no, far from it uh, with that. Rep. Morgan, and then um, it still went through. I, I think, you know, the whole thing, what I liked what you did was you basically showcased this for, like, what is the point of this whole thing? We have civics. Uh, I think it was Rep. Exactly. Edwards, right, that was saying, uh, well, you know, this is like global, then you should include everybody. Like, what was yeah. the point of this whole thing other than, you know, to me, this is just political. We should include everybody. Yes. I agree with him. We should include everybody. Right. But right? It's, it's. Everybody. I mean, you know, listen, I'm not comparing what other other nationalities, uh, their, their struggles. I'm not comparing those to slavery. There is really can be nothing worse than slavery. But but other other nationalities have had struggles. Have, you know, I mean, the Cultural Revolution killed, what, 65 million Chinese. Soviet oppression killed another 60 million people in Eastern Europe. Uh, we've had genocides. We've had famines. We've had earthquakes and, and natural disasters. I mean, it's, I think it's important for us to understand you know, what the, that heritage is, what brought people here to the United States, and also then what peace and, and that, that ability to move upward in their lives that America gave them. Not, not only right. that, then, that, then that they're not the... our children appreciating they, they, this wonderful country that right. we live in. Right, but they're not the only group that has ever encountered slavery. By the way, there was tremendous Irish Irish slavery in this country yeah. and in different parts. So, but I'll tell you what this was. Over, yeah. This was political pandering. This was on the anniversary of George Floyd. Let's do something. But I'll tell you, I spoke with a member of Black Lives Matter this morning that said the next move is going to be, well, as you can imagine, they feel the only people that should be able to teach 
black history in Rhode Island, as you can imagine, they say it needs to be done by an African-American. So every school district should now be required to hire a member of Black Lives Matter on the payroll. This is going to be expensive for all the districts. They have opened the door for now new mandatory hires in public education. It, it just has to be fought. Yes. It just has to be fought. There has to be a reasonableness yes. in our civic life. Um, and again, yeah, I, I, we passed a civic bill, which I thought was about including everything that was America, yep. including our founding documents and our governmental institutions, but also the history, history and heritage of how our, our country developed. And, and, you know, now I find out, you know, no, 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 now we have to have African education. Huh. Uh, do I really have to put in 70 bills this yes. year so that we oh can my God. have a comprehensive education oh. for our children? Wow. Don't you think it's important for, for our kids to, to really have the full scope of, of how America developed? Yes. How it came to where it is today? Yep. And that means all those waves of immigrants and the reason they came. I think that's important. It, it really gives us a, a a wonderful understanding of just how unique our country is in, right. the, in the history of the world. Well, we're going to see what happens in the Senate, but I want to thank you for being our leader, showing leadership, representative uh, in the House. Folks, she is uh, Representative Patricia Morgan. Rep, again, very proud. Thank you. Keep up the good work, and we will talk to you again. Thank you, John. All right, folks, there it is, Representative Patricia Morgan. I'll tell you, there's somebody at least who uh, this business that now in the schools, that now you have to teach. Can you imagine now this is going to be mandatory? How do you think this is going to go in the Providence schools? This has to be mandatory that the uh, evil white people uh, started slavery and Black Lives Matter needs to be taught in the classroom. By the way, they, they are a political organization. They are a pact. Uh, they have crossed over. They're not just... A concept. They're not just. This is no longer just about police reform. This is they are. They are a Black Lives Matter candidates that they're endorsing, and now they want to bring it to your classroom. And I, I've said, I, I disagree with this notion that if we really want to be true to our history, we have to teach people that if you're white, you're a racist, and it's white supremacy, and you have white privilege. And my God, we are surrounded by people who have, you know, given nothing and made something. And a lot of people have had struggles. You know, I come from both Irish and Italian descent. There were Irish slaves that were brought over to America, basically indentured servants. The Italians, no Irish, no uh, Irish, Italian, need, you know, need apply. There were, you know, the Italians were basically allowed to be barbers and be bricklayers. That was it. So, I mean, all groups have encountered things, but to continually hold it over our head and now demand that this be taught in the classrooms of Warwick and Cranston and all over the state, you know, you're you're brainwashing these kids into thinking that somehow their parents and grandparents were racist and George Washington was a racist. And they have to even go after Lincoln, who freed the slaves for crying out loud. I mean, it's just so beyond the bounds But to put in, and it came down to the phrasing, it must say in Rhode Island schools, history will be taught that black lives matter. What is that supposed to mean? Black lives matter was built on a lie. As I mentioned last hour, started in Ferguson, Missouri with Michael Brown. It was all 
fabricated on a lie. And now they've gone international because now they're against Israel. And now they're saying from Palestine to Providence and, and everything is anti-Semitic. And look at the groups who are under attack. Asian Americans under attack. Jewish under attack. If you're white, you're racist. It's no accident here. This is the Biden America. And now they're creeping into the classroom. Folks, they want your children, they want control of that classroom worse than anything you can imagine. That is their plan. If we can get the minds, get them young, we will teach them what we want. And what do they want to teach them? They have the college campuses. We know that. They have the college campuses. So it's like a, a, a grab, like a land grab. What do they want? They want the high schools. They want the grammar schools. Their mindset is start them earlier. You know, when I visited Israel, one of the few people that you'll hear that's on the in media around here. I spent two weeks in Israel. We visited in the West Bank. <clears throat> they showed us the schools. They, they teach the kids at four years old. They teach them the, the um, Israelis are evil. We are going to drive them into the sea. We are going to win. We're going to defeat our enemy. There's no way you can have peace with someone that wants to eradicate you off the face of the earth. And anyone that says that is delusional. Black Lives Matter made a conscious decision. We're with the Arabs. We're with the Palestinians. We're against the Jews of Israel. We want to wipe them off the face of the earth. They made their decision. And not one Democrat up at that state house had the backbone and courage to step forward and say, hold on a minute. Who are we endorsing? Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, they had a protest on Sunday against the anti-Semitic talk. <sighs> Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. Hey, I want to remind you, this is... Um, why not improve your home? If you've been thinking of doing some paving, call my friends at J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, residential, commercial, seal coating patios. J. Perry Paving, free estimate. Look for them on Facebook. Call them 401 732 1730. 401 732 1730. J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a new paving project or a cracked driveway, uh, whatever that needs to be refreshed, letter J, J. Perry Paving has your back. And this weekend is Memorial Day. Listen up. No one is better has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. No one has a better package than J. Perry Paving. Call them today. If you, you're a veteran or if you are related to a veteran... And, you know, you want to get their driveway repaved or their patio? What a difference it makes. J. Perry Paving. I'd like to hire them to pave over all those stupid pave bumps that they put in the city of Providence that are ruining people's cars. Folks, J. Perry Paving, 732-1730-401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Now, you've heard me mention the website. Folks, we have so many different stories. I just recognize now whether it was the Warwick shooting or what was involved really going on in Narragansett, or now the stuff with Alorza. We have some stuff coming up in Nelly Gobia. I, I, am, I am fully confident in telling you that it is news that you're not going to see anywhere else. It's on the website, though. And remember, we source everything. Everything stands the test of time. But I, I have come to recognize, and I'm not the first one that's going to say this, but if you turn on 
the evening news at 6 o'clock, 10, 12, and 6. You basically have three TV stations all doing variations of the same story. That's just the nature of the beast. And by the way, it's the same way with CBS, NBC, and ABC. But no one had the Warwick gang shooting. No one had what really went on at Narragansett Pier on Sunday. There's far more to that story and what's going on in the community. Read about it at the website, DePetro.com. And don't forget, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Stop off and see them since 1977. Great food. They have great seafood. Restaurant bar open daily, noon to 10, biggest bar in Rhode Island. The Coesed Inn. There's a direct link at the website at DePetro.com, located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. I'll see you at the Coesed Inn. Now, someone who is uh, never short on um, opinions, and he's so knowledgeable, and I want to invite him on, is our friend Gio, Giovanni Ferrosi, who um, has a tremendous experience. And uh, I want to get him, we're going to bring him onto the program right now, just because he's been posting a lot about there he is. Folks, joining us right now is the one and only, it's uh, Giovanni Ferrosi. Good afternoon, Gio. How are you doing, John? Very well. Now, G, you have me intrigued. Uh, you were talking about cryptocurrency before anyone I know. You have been ahead of the curve so much on this. And if you don't mind, I was just hoping you would take a few minutes to talk about it, why you have the thoughts you have on it, and why for some people they don't recognize that it's a great opportunity, and instead they're they're too either cautious or they just don't understand it. Sure. Uh, first of all, you know, good afternoon again, and to everybody in your audience. Uh, so basically, cryptocurrency, you know, was the result of, of you know its initial offering, which was built on Bitcoin. So Bitcoin's kind of the one every, everyone knows about, and it's the largest of any of the cryptocurrencies. The bottom line is that, um, you know, the world always functioned on what's called, you know, fiat. So it was centralized. Um, governments determined what what's a value on, on money. They determined, you know, how much more they can print, which God knows we've seen that lately, right? They just print anything. Um, so, you know, the, the reality is uh, what's called fiat money, which is the, the dollar, the, the pound sterling, the euro. Uh, those kinds of currencies, uh, people are, you know, accustomed to kind of hearing and they, you know, trade it all day long, right? They'll, they'll, they'll go on a trip, they'll trade in their dollar, they get other funds, etc. So now just think of it in a technological manner in that, you know, we're in different generations. We're in a completely different time. People don't need to hand somebody something. It's all digital. And so it's the digital aspect that makes it most worth the value. So there are those that would argue that digital currencies, cryptocurrencies are more valuable than, you know, the paper dollar, let's say just use dollar, because it's secure. You know, there's no physical form of it somewhere where, you know, think of it in Rhode Island, we have the, you know, the credit union crisis, someone can actually lock the door and I can't get into greater Providence trucks, right? And get my cash. Um, so in the digital world, it doesn't work like that. But the long and short of it is I recently posted was for those that, you know, follow Bitcoin and, and think that it's erratic and, and all this stuff that's going on. It is, but it's only in that manner because the wealthy have decided to play and the large institutions are now playing. So what they're doing is they're moving the value based on things they say. 
uh, comments that are made, uh, either written format or, or words on the, on the radio or in an interview. And all of this stuff creates volatility. And the minute something that's rising, all of a sudden it takes that hit and it goes down 20 or 30%. What happens is the unsophisticated cryptocurrency holder panics. And so they start selling. And when they do that, you have all the rich people going, ah, thank God. And they're just hoarding more of it. And because they know that it's going to go, I'm just going to stick the Bitcoin. It's going to go above 100,000. It has to, because they've already committed to that. So anybody already owns it that has any type of wealth, they're never going to unload it before it hits 100,000 because they know it's real value. There are those also that think it'll go to 250 and then further those that think 500,000 per coin will be the value. So cryptocurrency acts like a security, it acts like a stock, but it's money. Now, when people say, um, you know, negative things, or I had one guy had a, you know, finally block on on Facebook because he was just being a, you know, very, I can take, you know, negative comments, but I can't take their insults that, um, you know, make, make things seem unseemingly right when in fact you know they're accurate so in other words his ignorance makes what we're talking about seem like oh they're what are they trying to sell and the reality is the world has moved on hmm. we're in bitcoin now bitcoin's real jp morgan is a real bank it's the largest in the world they're playing in crypto goldman sachs just designated an asset class and so what it comes down to is who accepts it so that's really what what you know, money is all about, right? Years ago with silver, gold, we'll give you a, you know, we all watch the movies with, uh, you know, Robin Hood, he steals the little pouches with silver and gives it to somebody else. You know, now we use dollars, paper, now we use debit cards, you know, whatever's going on. But it's also about who it is so massive now and it's so broad and going broader every day that it's here to stay. It's never going to go away. So if you are a Rhode Islander, just to stick to your audience and Southeastern Mass, anyone else that's listening. The reality is this, you know, there are a few opportunities in life to make real cash. And I'm not an investment advisor and I don't make any money on this. I'm just telling you what I learn and what I know and what I absolutely feel confident about. And that is that Bitcoin will cross the $100,000 mark. And for those that are fortunate enough to have some, and those that are still buying while it's down, I think it's at about 39 grand right now, almost $40,000. You buy it, that means when you sell it, if it costs that 100,000, you're gonna make a lot of money. Hmm. You know, depending on how much you buy of it, how much you can afford to buy and how much you can invest, you know, that's every week, you know, people should be putting aside 10% of their pay. I know that's aggressive, especially with the pandemic, but whatever they do, right, but use it. But you're never gonna get a return in, you know, in life, uh, unless you're very fortunate to that degree. And one more comment. Thanks for letting me kind of run on for a moment. Yeah. Is that, well, you know, what happens is IPOs, things that were sexy in the past of when people make big money in the stock market and things of that sort. What they don't, you know, the general public, many don't realize is most of those shares were already pledged. Like they know, okay, I'm going to go tomorrow uh, and have an IPO with Alphabet which is the parent of Google, et cetera. That means guys at Merrill Lynch, guys everywhere else, they're already calling their wealthiest clients and already buying a bunch of it the minute it starts tomorrow morning. So most of it's gone. That's why the rich get richer. 
Hmm. That's the bottom line. Yep. Like everybody's already seeing it. And I'm telling you as clear as I can, based on not only my education and reading and all of that, but just the people I hang out with. Hmm. I know what they're doing. You know what I mean? I know what they're doing. And for those that are fortunate enough to have cash, they're buying it. And a matter of fact, there was one business model. It was awesome. I mean, the guys came to me back when it was like at $7,000. They're like, listen, this is what we're going to do. Every time it climbs, we're going to just monitor it. The minute it dips at the turn, when it hits a certain dip, at a, you know, let's say 20, 30% goes down. So it's down at 4,000, 4,000. They buy it. Then they, they climb. They watch it climb, climb, climb. Then as soon as it turns, the minute it goes down 10% at that point, they sell. They'll take the 20, 30% climb. You know what I mean? So these are all non-guesswork activity. So the reason why I felt compelled to post this week, you know, this weekend, that comment I made online of, listen, you know, if you don't know that it's going to go 100,000, then that's equivalent to just, you know, you, you don't know what you're doing. You're just playing the play. And I use the, you know, blackjack equivalent. I hate people who come to the blackjack table and play one hand and run. It's oh. like they just ruin the whole deck, you know? Right. And, uh, and, and that's what's happening. And I see people uh, playing. I'd rather they don't play at all. Like, please don't play if you don't know what you're doing. And if you can allow to have it sit there till it hits 100 grand or 75, 80, 90, whatever you make a lot of money, then do it. But don't, don't do it if you're going to freak out and panic. Because, you know, there's so much room for um, profit right now. But if you're that type of person, then at least take out the minute it climbs a certain point, your initial money. So you don't second guess yourself and play on house money, so to speak, you know. But please understand it's going to, it's going to cross $100,000. I said it I said it back in the, you know, on the securities and all that with Tesla and all that stuff. You know, every time I spoke, Tesla, Apple. You know, everybody's like, oh, no, look, it's up and down. I'm like, just stop. Hmm. You know, when you have billions of dollars, trillions of value that's already been generated, do you think it's just going to disappear? It's right. impossible, you know? Folks, we speak with Giovanni Ferrosi. Gee, what's your advice to a lot of businesses right now that are impacted by the worker shortage because uh, the government, Biden administration, saying we're going to pay all these people on unemployment an extra three hundred a week, and in Rhode Island they're keeping it intact. So you have a lot of people saying, "Hey, listen, I can make just as much by staying on unemployment with this extra money. Uh, I'm going to take the summer off." And it's a it's a major problem for uh, businesses trying to find workers. Yeah, it is a major problem, and it's again indicative of I think you know Rhode Island behavior, Rhode Island. Um, personal behavior you know i've spent pretty much my lifetime since i was a little kid trying to tell everybody we don't need to be you know what they say we need we are you know like we can be better (laughs) we can make more you can do you know you can you can get wealth you can get an education you can get whatever you want it's a personal decision and even um you know whenever i face crisis in life i just you know just work my way out of it and so this is counterintuitive of anything that would make sense. And I have to tell you again, Rhode Island's behind the eight ball. Oh. Um, I happened to stop this week, uh, you know, in Florida to see my mother. And, um, you know, I'm here now. And the bottom line is, um, you know, again, Florida leads the way with uh, stopping all that. Right. So they made the announcement. We're not going to, you know, do all that. So that's, that's again, you know, what what's happening? Where's the population shift? People want to go where people are 
hopeful and want to work in unity for a bigger and better life. Yep. That's what I've always felt. Yes. And you're not going to do that with people sitting at home. I don't know anybody who's ever done that. You right. know, I used to go on Saturdays to the Monsignor DeAngelis Manor with my father, with a lug doctor that we, you know, combined both of us. That's how heavy that machine was. We'd pick it up at Jerry's supermarket and go clean an apartment for 25 bucks, hmm. you know? And, and these war stories aren't that everybody else hasn't done stuff like that. I know they have. But don't stop. Like, go back and pull from that behavior and do it again if you find yourself in the same boat, you know, which I certainly have in life. I've struggled as much as I've had success, right? But I, whenever I struggled, I just went back to my behavior. What was that behavior that pulled me out of it? And so that behavior was a combination of taking on multiple streams of income, getting up early, you know, going to sleep late. And uh, more importantly, uh, not kind of just sitting around and saying, this is who I am and this is all I'll ever be. Like, it's just not, it's just not part of it, you know? Mm. And so I think that's what we have is we have people sitting home who for some reason think that that's okay. And it's, you know, we've reached that. And uh, that's probably a bigger conversation. It goes back to, you know, income, uh, what do they call it? Universal income, universal basic income, all kinds of other things. It's going to just create people that, you know, frankly, are never going to work, right? Right, but for the business owner, it's a problem because, as you know, for instance, a restaurant, you have a certain formula of you have, you know, a chef, you have a line cook, you have servers. When when part of that chain breaks down, it affects the entire business model. I, I think that, you know, the government interference, businesses will find a way to make this work with less people. And once again... You know, all the government is doing is encouraging more people to be reliant because businesses will find a way. We used to have 15 people doing this for manufacturing. We only have five. We're going to figure out a way to make it work with just five people. Well, the figuring out is pretty obvious. Figuring out is going to be robotic. The figuring out is going to be automation, right? So all of those things will happen. It's happening. I've had meetings just with some clients in the last few weeks, you know, who have big companies that they've grown for generations starting in the 50s and everything they're having exactly what you just said the issue of of uh, worker you know availability and the way they're going to respond is they're just going to automate they'll just grab a machine for 200 grand and forget the five people that are doing it right now yep. because they don't they don't need to you know they would do it normally and I have to tell you in one dynamic you know they feel so much care about their workers and the past and everything they want to take care of them which is noble and that's great. But now all of a sudden they've been left holding the bag, you know, a year later and they're like, well, what just happened to my loyalty wasn't rewarded. Right. So now they have to make a decision. I'll tell you the other part, part though is also I think the math that some of Rhode Island's cities and towns are using. So uh, in Barrington, I believe they made a decision uh, that they'll only open at like 80% capacity, even though the rest of the state's at 100. That's right. Like, uh, Okay, so so you're basically taking my profit. Yes, right? yeah. Because I, I, I look at a business, you have, you know, especially those in hospitality, it's 100% reliant and built the business model itself, the pro forma, is built on occupancy, right? So how many people does this thing hold? How many times can I turn a table? How many type people will show up on a Friday night, et cetera? So they're saying, well, we're going to cap it at 80%. Well, the whole business, you're lucky if you make 10, 12% as a business, right. profitable. Yes. Right? 
So you're just already keeping me negative the whole time. Hey, I've said it from day one, and it's not, um, you know, probably anything that a lot of people share as far as uh, motivation. But I'm telling you right now, my advice to most people was always kind of hold back, stop, don't open. Mm. Tell you, I'm telling you. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, and everyone loves to say, oh, small business is a backbone of, you know, the, the economy. It's, it's bullshit. Yeah. It's no longer that way. It just isn't. It just isn't. You know, the, the, the reality is the competition you have, especially in the last year, with what big government did by shifting all of the revenue and the opportunities to big business like Amazon and other, you know, big services, they squeeze you to death. Now, you might feel good. You don't want to go work for someone, go to your little, you know, shop and do your thing. That's cool. But understand, if they just limited you to 80% occupancy or 50, whatever they're going to do, they, they're never going to let your head get above water. Mm. So what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know, so again, no, don't mean to be negative. I no, I understand. Honesty needs yes. to. Reality. Yeah. It yes. Needs to, needs to prevail because it's, it's super important for the mental aspect of the citizen of Rhode Island. You know what I mean? You can't wake up and say, well you know what, I'm going to give up because I've been doing everything I can and now I'm, uh, I can't get ahead, as a, let's say, as a business owner. And the reality is, yes, you can do everything you've been doing, but if the other side's not playing, it's not your fault. Right. So well, if regulation is strangling you, it's not your fault. Folks, we enjoy his perspective. He is a businessman, friend of the show, Giovanni Frosi. Gio, great to talk to you, G. Happy Memorial Day. Appreciate your service, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Thank you very much, John. Appreciate right. it, and God bless everyone. All right, folks, there it is, our friend Giovanni Ferrosi, right here on the John DePietro Show. Right now, it is 1247. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays, folks. Uh, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the fighter. Fight back, call Jack. Jack Calvino. Fight back, call Jack. If you're listening right now, and either you or a friend or family member somehow involved with an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, hear me out. You are entitled to be compensated for your suffering. I repeat, you are entitled to be compensated for your suffering. However, you need a fighter that's going to get you what you need. That's why you fight back. Call Jack. 401 401- 785-9400-401-785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com. Listen, I wish it was a situation they just hand you what they owe you. It doesn't work that way. Attorney Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino, the fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. Folks, remember the website to petro.com. DePetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. That's right. Mike Seepy, call for a quote. It's S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration, 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700, Soul Source Restoration. Clean and disinfect residential and commercial properties. Give them a call. Free quote, 401-712-2700. You know, I just noticed also Rhode Island Congressman, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Uh, it's 1249. I just noticed that Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, and I wrote about this. You know, think of this. He's attacking 
and saying that that Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, she shouldn't be in Congress. You can see it right on the website. She doesn't belong there. I mean, this is someone, does he, Cicilline calls, and he calls her a sick person. Does he ever, let me ask you a question. Those on Facebook Live, John DePietro Show, or you're listening. When's a, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a sick person and a danger to society. She has no business serving in Congress. So now he decides who gets to serve in Congress. I mean, what has he done for the first district? What has he accomplished? If you live in the first district, what is Congressman David Cicilline accomplished? You know, he came into town the Monday after the mass, the gang shooting uh, on May 13th, which was the Thursday night, and held just a total you know, BS type of press conference offering no solutions. You know, that guy, what the damage he did to the city of Providence, and he never, never spoke out after the riot. He was at that Black Lives Matter protest the weekend before the riot. Never spoke out after the riot in the city. Downtown Providence is still affected, still affected. By the destruction of the riot. He's never spoken out about it. You know what else? No one talks about it in the media. I give credit to Kathy Gregg. I was the one that said it was going to happen. But um, that Frank Montanaro, the goon who worked for Mattiello, just got a six-figure job. I'm told five weeks vacation, basically working for Ripta. You wait. Ripta is going to be examined. I'm, I'm not hearing anything good about what's going on at RIPTA. And I know that I'm not making friends over there. We're requesting some documents. Uh, uh, I hear it is the spending is out of control. The federal spending is out of control. It's run by some former troopers, some, some different people that have deals. But make no mistake about it. Frank Montanaro, who was a state rep, who's the son of his father, put in these fire contracts that have basically destroyed Rhode Island. That's just a fact. With the collective bargaining, time and a half, all this other stuff. So Montanaro, first he worked at Rhode Island College. Then he went to work for, and he was the goon henchman, like the Sammy the Bull for Matty Yellow. Then he was involved with the campaign. Now, in the meantime, you know, it was like a green light that they were stealing as much as they possibly could. He was involved with the whole fake thing about the mold in the carpet. It was all fraud. It was all fake with them getting rid of some files and things like that. So now finally he's getting bounced out and now where does he land? At Ripta. Six figure job. I mean, could the guy possibly get a private sector job? And let me ask you, of all the people in Rhode Island, how is he qualified to work at Ripta? And down the dial, boy, they won't say anything, right? The Mattiello station. But the real answer is he's being rewarded for keeping his mouth shut. That's why. Because he knows too much. You know, he had a front row seat as Speaker Mattiello was shaking down the paw socks. Folks, it's all about a shakedown. It's all about that. Mattiello, when he was the Speaker, would sit across from, I'm looking at Channel 12 has a segment, Memories of McCoy. I mean, what is that supposed to be? But um, he would sit across, Mattiello would sit across to the paw socks and say, what's in this for me? I still don't understand what's in this for me. And they're like, well, this, the state's going to get a new stadium. They're like, who cares? What's in this for me? How do I get rich with your new stadium? 
You know, hire these people to do these land studies for you. And the postdocs would say, no, we hired different people because the people you recommended were five times the cost. Mattiel would flip out. What are you, blank and deaf? I told you to hire the... So the postdocs left. Maddie Moninaro had a front row seat for that whole thing. So he's being rewarded. Keep his mouth shut. Don't spill the beans on what he saw. Right? Remain D&D, deaf and dumb. So they throw him a job at Ripta. From what I hear, the former mayor of Warwick, Scott Avedesian, has completely lost control of Ripta. I hear it is a steel fest. Absolute steel fest. They have some former troopers in there. So they're getting their pension as a state trooper. Plus now, they all have these six-figure jobs at Ripta. No one really knows what anyone does. Someone was telling me, you can't find anybody in the offices past 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They all have side businesses going on. You wait. That is the next big scandal to hit. And we're in the process right now trying to obtain some documents. There's federal money involved. But I heard it's a total fiefdom of what's going on. And Avedesian, are you kidding me? They're like laughing behind his back. And they're in no way intimidated by that guy. I'll tell you. Folks, this time of year, now today it's getting a little uh, muggy. And you're going to be outside more. You know, I just saw a good article that I put out on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, folks. John DePietro Show on Twitter. Uh, If you go to the website, DePietro.com, you can get my link. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to find me on Twitter, but if you can't. And uh, the new American status symbol, a backyard that's basically a fancy living room. (laughs) More and more people are saying, you know, I wouldn't mind having uh, not not plastic chairs and a grill. Instead, outdoor living room, dining area, 54-inch grill, full kitchen, bar, two-draft refrigerator, oversized island, waterproof television, sound system, and a semicircular fire lounge. 